After getting that dynamic running back to join the Colorado squad, it appears that his time is done for the year. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We are also brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day for free, wherever you get your podcasts, every single day, right here. I'll be here talking about the bus. Today, we learned... Unfortunately, that Ultimate Casco will no longer be playing this season. He went to Coach Prime uh, over the past couple days and requested that he be redshirted. So if you guys aren't familiar, you could play four games in a season and then redshirt after those four games. And that is exactly what Ultimate Casco chose to do. He obviously uh, played at Houston in 2021, ran for 100, 961 yards, 16 touchdowns, was an American all-American freshman of the year, whatever the rookie of the year, whatever they call the award. He was the best best freshman uh, is what I'm trying to say here. And he was expected to be Colorado's lead back. He was expected to be the, the missing piece for this Colorado offense. And honestly, it just didn't work out. I think, and this isn't him leaving the transfer. This isn't him. Uh, I mean, unless he decides to do that down the line, but the expectation is that he will train and continue to rehab and get ready uh, for the 2024 season for Colorado's move to the Big 12. It turns out he just wasn't uh, at full strength, and whether he was saying that he was or whether he was feeling good and just wasn't uh, where he needed to be, he and the staff decided that it was ultimately the best decision for him to redshirt. And so Coach Prime, when he's talking to the media today, said Alton came in my office yesterday and he wanted to be redshirted. He's one of my favorite human beings on this team. He wants it, but he does understand that it's been a while since he's had full strength, potential, and ability to cut an explosion. He's a great team guy. He's a great young man. And so I think that's kind of the hard part. Uh, and, and he does say, or excuse me, yeah, and he requested it. So it's not the, the team deciding for him, which the team can't really decide for the men. Well, I guess I can by playing him, but uh, it just sounds like it didn't work out for Alton this this season. I think we kind of saw that early and often. Uh, he was kind of kind of being flirted or, or floated out as like, okay, once we get this guy back, our run game is going to change because Colorado's rushing attack is obviously uh, one of the worst in the country uh, because their offensive line doesn't block very well. Uh, you can't run the ball if your offensive line can't push anybody forward, even in the even in the uh, the loss to UCLA when they're trying because we all knew that they couldn't pass block or they they don't pass block well. How would I put it that way? But there was a couple run plays where the Murphy twins would literally be on top of Shadur and the running back by the time he finished handing the ball off. And so uh, it's just not um, it's just not where they need to be this offensive line. And so don't I don't think that helped either. But he finished the season with four carries for or 14 carries for 59 yards on 4.2 yards per carry. Uh, he had two catches as well with his best game coming against Stanford. He had six carries for 23 yards. Uh, he did play a little bit against Oregon was his debut. That was kind of when he was being floated out as like, OK, Ultimate McCaskill's back. We're going to have a run game. 
And then he ended up getting five carries in garbage time. And like, it was like, okay, maybe they just don't want to rush him back. Maybe it was just, they didn't want the Oregon defense to be the first defense that he played against. So then it's like USC's defense, not good at all. They can't stop the run. He'll play against them, gets one carry for eight yards. And so obviously it just wasn't in the cards for him this year. Uh, Hopefully for Colorado, he'll be back next year, better um, returning to his form and kind of, I guess, being the guy that they expected him to be. And I think it's, it's there's three reasons that he's not that guy right now. One, he's obviously not in the stage of his recovery where he should have been uh, by the time he came back. He, if Coach Prime saying that he can't do certain things and he never really should have played um, is kind of what I'm gathering. Two, the offensive line isn't really setting him up for success, and so setting him up to be vulnerable. And three, the guy just wants to play, so you can't fault him. And so you can't fault him for wanting to play. Uh, sometimes you just got to listen to your body, though, and I think that's the hard part that a lot of these athletes go through is like they're like, oh, I want to play, I want to be out there, and their body's like, yeah, but we shouldn't be. And so Ultimate Caskill is uh, done for the year. Colorado has, I believe, four games remaining. Um, they are hosting Oregon State. Yeah, Oregon State this week. Arizona this next week, and then they'll travel to Washington state and then Utah for the final two games of the year, which they maybe, uh, I mean, he wants a red shirt, so maybe he doesn't come back for a bowl game, but who knows? You never know. Obviously he's choosing a red shirt, so he's done, but maybe if they make it to a bowl game, he comes back. I'm just kidding. That's wishful thinking. I doubt he comes back, but they have a tough slate. They have to win two out of their next four to make a bowl game anyway, and they will have to do so without, without ultimate Caskill. So, uh, let's talk about this running back room as a whole before I move on to the Shiloh Sanders hit. I would say if you're looking at the room and being like, I expected this group, like I was saying prior to the season, this was one of my cold takes. I had some hot takes. I, I had some takes right on the money, some hot takes, some cold ones. Great take. Xavier Weaver is going to be a star. I think Xavier Weaver is the best wide receiver, um, one of the best wide receivers in the country. Cold take. I said this running back room could be the best one in the Pac-12, and I don't even think it's probably uh, – it's probably – in terms of production and stuff, it's probably the worst or the second worst. They just – Kavosi Smoke hasn't done anything this year. Not really sure what happened there. I expected a lot out of him. Uh, the Kentucky transfer hasn't really done much. Uh, he finished – he has – he has two carries for negative two yards. Hasn't played at all. He's a senior. Uh, not sure if he'll be able to return because he spent – one, two, three, four, five years at Kentucky. So this is kind of his uh, last hurrah unless he gets a waiver somehow to get him cleared for a seventh. Uh, Kavosi Smoke is likely going to leave uh, Colorado with uh, minimal impact. And then you have freshman Dylan Edwards who burst onto the scene as a in the first game and kind of, I won't say he's fizzled, but obviously, like I said earlier, the offense line just isn't what they need and so it kind of limits what these guys can do and especially i think dylan edwards is probably the biggest victim of the offensive line being so bad uh, he's 5'9 170 and i even think that's generous uh he has 58 carries for 260 yards and one touchdown also has 25 catches uh and three touchdowns so three uh, receiving touchdowns so i think honestly i think his future is as a slot receiver that's my personal opinion but uh I think he has great running back potential if he's behind a good offensive line that can create some lanes for him. I think we've seen too often where the offensive line can't create lanes, and so he's grabbed by the like the shoulder pad, and all of a sudden he's being dragged to the ground. And then Anthony Hankerson, who was one of the leftover guys from last season, he was kind of the guy that everybody was like, uh, he's 
he's just there. there. He's gonna he's the forgotten running back, and he's kind of been the best running back for Colorado this year. So this unit as a whole hasn't been what I expected by any means. I would say it's a disappointing um, season for run, the run game for Colorado, but at the same time, there's a lot of factors that play into this. Uh, their looks that they're getting and stuff like that. So Alton McCaskill done for the year. Hopefully he comes back better next year and is ready to kind of be the running back that Colorado needs in order to get this offense more balanced because they're not balanced at all. It's all passing game. It's all Shadur Sanders making big plays. And obviously when he's able to do that, it's great. But when defenses are able to limit the passing attack, then they have nothing to answer with. So it's tough. This episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by our sponsors over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets uh, to your next big event because honestly, we all want to attend these big sporting events or these big theater events or comedy clubs or whatever it may be. And sometimes it's just too stressful. Sometimes you have to plan months in advance, years in advance, whatever. You shouldn't have to do that. And Game Time prevents you from having to do that. Excuse me. They have last minute tickets, flash deals, zone, de- zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, views from all seats in the venue. And They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the last minute place to find tickets or the last, it's the place to find last minute seats. Excuse me. Find exclusive deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase to take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. That is code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute t- tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Over on the Game Time app. Okay, it is now time to talk about the son of Deion Sanders. And not Shadur. I feel like he's been getting a lot of love. Uh, we're going to be talking about Shiloh. Obviously, Shiloh Sanders was ejected uh, from the UCLA game for a targeting hit. And I think the hit, the, let me, I haven't really dove into the hit in its entirety. Uh, he kind of, he kind of talked about how it's soft. Um, and it, honestly, I think it is kind of soft, but that's where football has been. Uh, I think I think uh, Kirk Herbstreit kind of talked about it on the broadcast. Like, yeah, it's not what football used to be, but these have been the rules for the past five, six years. And so you kind of have to know what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. And unfortunately for Shiloh, he kind of, um, kind of got caught in the brunt of things because of the way he hits he's an aggressive player he's a headhunter um well modern day headhunter obviously he's not hitting heads but he's a he's a bounty hunter how about that like he's a he's a an assassin on defense he likes to hit hard he throws his body he risks his body pretty much every play um and he said today when talking to the media i'm not going to change my play style i'm not i'm going to let everyone know what the headache gang is for real and then he also said something along the lines of and i'm trying to find the quote uh now something along the lines of it's soft and oh he talked about nfl guys giving his opinion he says seeing guys like that giving their opinions i feel like they're if they're good if they're good with that then i'm good with them and then said after that play i went home and did my research on football nowadays watching a lot of big hits when i came up what i came up with it's really up to the refs in those situations everyone has a narrative that football is getting soft which is kind of true but it's up to the refs i want to come in and have everyone know what the headache gang is i can't do my team like that and not be available for them 
I think that I have made a big impact if I was, I think I could have made a big impact if I was in the game. I just have to play my game and get in a situation like that and basically not let the refs decide. And so, I mean, he's right. I think it was an unfortunate situation because he led with the shoulder, but the crown of his helmet hit the guy right in the chin. And while everyone wants to argue, oh, that's not targeting, or that's not targeting, by rule, it is targeting. Is it the right rule? No. Is it the right rule that players get automatically ejected for targeting any these days? No, I think that rule is ridiculous. I hate that rule because it kind of, I think targeting is a safe, like it's all about player safety. I don't disagree with that. Player safety is important. It's very vital to football. But what I disagree with is the fact that if I hit someone like Shiloh Sanders, for example, was he trying to lay down a big hit? Yes. Did he come in with the crown of his helmet on purpose and go helmet to helmet on purpose? No. And I think you could tell based on tension. He led with the shoulder heavily, but it hit, his head still hit. And so it was, his head was, it was forcible contact to the head or neck area, which is by rule, the targeting uh, definition. And so he kind of obviously was a victim of that rule. And so I think that should have been a 15 yard penalty, a warning. If he gets it again, then he's ejected. One targeting hit, ejecting someone is absolutely ridiculous, especially at the college level. Um, if you've seen some of these college guys play compared to the NFL, they are nowhere near the level of the NFL guys, and that's saying something. These college athletes are some of the best athletes in football in the world, really, um, and they're still not fully in control of what they're able to do. Like it just, they're not at that level yet for some of these guys. Obviously, Shiloh hasn't had this many, hasn't had issues before, but I'm just saying the overall population in general, they're young kids. They are trying their best to make plays. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, an accident like that happens. And then you get ejected. And honestly, I don't know what the score would have looked like had Shiloh stayed in the game. But heading into halftime before, which he was ejected right before halftime, it was 7-6 to six, uh, UCLA. UCLA wasn't really scoring. He had forced a big fumble uh, the drive before the ejection. So, like, you don't know what happens if Shiloh Sanders is there. And so, very tough call. I think it's they, they need to change the targeting rule. I do think it was targeting by rule, but I think it's the ejection part that bugs me. Uh, you guys comment below if you thought it was targeting and if you guys think that they should change the ejection rule because I think we all agree it should be changed. This episode of Locked on Bus is also brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel. Let me tell you about our sponsors over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's a fifty. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Okay, to conclude this episode, I will be talking about the infamous UCLA robbery. We kind of got an update on it, uh, and it was one that I wasn't really expecting, but it was one that, I mean, I don't want to say it makes it better, but at least it wasn't just Colorado. Uh, according to Coach Prime himself, uh, UCLA was also robbed, and they were also robbed during the game. And so I did a little deep dive on the, the incident, and Coach Prime had a message uh, to the NCAA uh, for the robbery. He said, our kids got robbed during the game last week. That's a travesty. I would expect the NCAA to do something about that. These are college kids. I'm pretty sure they don't think about insurance at this point in life. I know the kids will be forthright in what was stolen and all that stuff should be replaced. This is the Rose Bowl. This is the granddaddy of them all. Well, granddaddy has some money. I did hear that the home team was robbed as well, and that doesn't make sense. Do, do something about it, NCAA. You do something about everything else. Do something about this one. And then it was later reported that 
the Pasadena police are investigating the matter at this time. And then it was also revealed that there was 45 extra security guards on the job for this game uh, at UCLA. Uh, so there's normally a hundred and this weekend or this past weekend, they had 145. Um, the journalist in me was like, let's ha- let the police handle the investigation. We'll see what happens. The conspiracy theorist in me is like, what are those 45 extra people doing? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, obviously this is a joke and we'll find out more as it comes, but who doesn't love a good conspiracy? Uh, but what does this tell us about the state of college football? What does this tell us about the NCAA and all that? And so I'm going to dive into each thing. State of college football. Uh, obviously with NIL comes jewelry with, or with NIL comes opportunity for young men to buy jewelry, chains, earrings, uh, piercings, whatever, maybe uh, watches like Shadur's. And so that kind of makes them targets of these kind of operations where people are like, I could steal this from them. I could, I could get something out of them. And so it's unfortunate because it's the world we live in. And it's like, you would expect like Cameron, someone Craig tweeted. It was like, I'm at a football game playing a football game and I have to worry about my belongings getting stolen and my, on my bag. And I think that's ridiculous. The NCAA, I don't think they're going to do anything. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked just because it's kind of like the way they roll. They kind of are. They also have to worry about this Michigan scandal. And there was another <laughs> development in the Michigan st- scandal today. Uh, the staffer Connor Stallions was uh, involved at a central Michigan game. He was in a disguise and it, it looked like him and everybody's reporting it to be him. And so the NCAA has that to worry about. And so there's a lot going on. Not really sure if that this is an NCAA, NCAA matter. It might be more of a police matter um, rather than, the NCAA stepping in and doing something. So I don't think they're going to do anything there. And then just overall like outlook on this moving forward is if I'm, cause I saw people saying, well, why would they bring it? Why would they bring it? I feel like people forget that while they are coach football players, they are students. They're also brands. Okay. It is what it is. That's what NIL has brought into college football. These guys are brands. So if they post pictures, Shadur Sanders posting pictures with his watch, uh, coach prime posting pictures with his sunglasses, uh, Travis Hunter posting pictures with say a certain t-shirt brand. They're marketing themselves because this, they are valuable at this time for a lot of these guys. Like I talk about every episode, every time I talk about the NFL, there's max four to five NFL players on most teams. Uh, some teams will have like 10 guys drafted. Not everybody sticks. So we'll say at most, there's going to be 10 guys going to the NFL from this team. There's probably not, there's probably five to seven for the other 80, whatever hundred, whatever guys, this is the only time that they will be valuable as college or as football athletes, as football players. And so it is unrealistic to expect these guys to not take advantage of the time when they are valuable. Also, you look good, you play good, you feel good, you play good. So these guys, they earn this money. They have confidence. It helps them feel confident. So why wouldn't they dom that? They shouldn't have to worry about their stuff being stolen. College locker rooms are supposed to be a sacred place. So if why, why would they think, oh, my stuff may get stolen if I bring it like that's on me if it gets stolen? No, it's on the security. Obviously, there's no lock. There's no cameras in the locker room at UCLA. So they're going to have to figure things out. They're going to have to look at security footage from around the area if they have that. And the police is going to are going to have to do the job. I don't understand why player, players are being scolded for bringing jewelry like that's it's their possession coaches were robbed of cash and stuff like that as well so if you're in the camp saying why bring it are we just gonna allow the crimes to be committed it's like oh congrats that's your fault that your stuff got stolen because if you don't bring it, it's your fault it's not it doesn't happen no that's not how it works 
they're marketing themselves, they are feeling confident in themselves, and they're young kids who are earning money. They have the right to spend their money and they have the right to use that money however they want. And they shouldn't be punished for using their money in a way like this. So that's my stance on the take or my stance on the matter. Hope you guys agree. If you don't, oh, well, uh, we could duke it out in the comment section. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Bus every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kevin Borba. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. We are almost at 4,000 subscribers. Let's get there. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day.